The number of jobs each year in journalism all around the world, every country I ever go to, whether in Africa or elsewhere, the number of people who have the, the job title journalist is reduced. Um, however, the core skills around what we teach, I think, are actually increasingly in demand. My name is Indra Delanerol. I'm the director of the Jam Lab in Johannesburg. This is a special podcast about journalism innovation in Africa. I am Dickens Olewe. Journalism as an industry is changing rapidly, but what about media schools? Are they keeping up? I asked Indra about this, but I started our interview asking him about JamLab Accelerator Program. So the JamLab is an accelerator program and a research program on innovation in journalism and media in South Africa and the rest of the continent. Uh, our goal is to Im- support and improve the effectiveness of media innovation on the continent. Uh, we find that we've got a lot of digital media and we've got a lot of new startups uh, that start up. Uh, getting those to be sustainable and to grow and find their audiences uh, is, is harder, a harder part of the problem. And so we try and support media startups, either non-profits or for-profits, to grow and to sustain themselves. Is that just in South Africa or across the continent? So we, we run a, a physical program in Johannesburg where we um, take on startups and give them workspace and coaching and mentorship uh, and some training. But we also publish online a series of stories about uh, interventions and innovations all over the continent. Now, I know you only launched Charm Labs Accelerator program last year, but can you share what some of your graduates have been doing, especially after leaving the program? So we had six teams on the first program. We're just about to launch the second program. Uh, we'll be starting at the beginning of next year, 2019. Um, the six teams uh, were doing a wide variety of things. So we've One team, for example, is trying to uh, improve news coverage, uh, local news coverage of community radio station newsrooms around the country. Uh, Another team is trying to grow additional services to make their podcasting, um, which covers the whole of Africa, more more sustainable. Um, Another team is aiming to launch a a young women's radio station, uh, and they've just started broadcasting in partnership with uh, campus radio stations at universities in South Africa. We've got three three of the six will manage to uh, raise funds to grow their enterprises. Okay, and, and, and these are practicing journalists? No, they're not all practicing journalists. I mean, that's an interesting point. So I'd say one team's led by journalists with, with experience of of newsrooms and things like that. Another team who, in my mind, do journalism, they report on tech in Africa uh, with a weekly podcast. I think because they've never worked in newsrooms, they actually don't call themselves journalists. Although, as someone who was trained as a journalist, I would say what they're doing is definitely journalism. You know, there are people who will be listening to this and wanting to know how they can join JamLab. How do they get involved? You can go and look at our website, jamlab.africa, and uh, you'll uh, see there's an online uh, there's a subscription to an email newsletter we put out every few weeks um, and there's also details of our various programs. And how many do you admit to the program? Um, we don't have a specific number. We ask for applications and then we, we review the applications and select the ones we think are going to fit with, with our offering. You just told me one of the amazing things that successful applicants uh, work on during the program and I guess somebody will be asking, you know, should I pay for a university degree or should I try and get into your accelerator program for six months? I mean, what would be your advice to them? 
Uh, I don't think these startup programs of support for startups and these kind of programs are an alternative really to university degrees. I'd always say there's strong benefits to getting education, especially if you have a, a passion about an education area or an interest in how it might help you in your career. Uh, and we're also not training journalism, so um, it's not a replacement to actually get some training in, in the professional skills that journalists need. Uh, and I think especially one of the best ways to do that is actually to go and work in, a, in an established newsroom, if you can. Um, so it's not a replacement for that. And in fact, I think the evidence is that startups are much more successfully launched by people with some of those kind of experiences rather than uh, people who have yet to, to work in a workplace and yet to make contacts in, in an industry they want to, to build a business in. The other thing that you do is that you are a media lecturer. Tell me how the curriculum has changed, if at all, to cater for the massive changes that are happening in the journalism industry. I think pre-digital, for many, many years, even going back to when I started uh, working in journalism, there was a, a sort of established path that said, okay, you start with newspapers. And local newspapers were often the, the site of most of the training in the industry. So people started on local newspapers and then they might go into national newspapers or national radio or national television newsrooms. And, um, and from news, they went out to other fields of journalism. That was the sort of classical path. Now, certainly not everyone took that path, but that was certainly a common path. Most people, when, when I was working at BBC, for example, in the newsroom, I don't think, I'd say it would have been incredibly rare to find anyone who, did, who studied journalism at university. That was very, very rare. I think the US was different. In the US, people did go and do journalism, to, well, postgraduate studies, uh, and then like often master's programs or things like that, and then went into newsrooms. But that wasn't the pattern in, in I think, most of the world. So the practical training happened a lot in newsrooms, and that kind of training has shrunk a lot. So that's one issue, is that the role, I think, of university journalism programs has changed because there's less training out there in the, in the, in the wild. And, and the other thing that's changed, obviously, is, is the media. So when things started with print, the training also started with print. So program, for example, very much focused on the fact that students had to produce a a weekly or bi-weekly newspaper, they had to, so they had to learn the rules of making newspapers and writing for newspapers first, and then on top of that we introduced online television, radio, and things like that. What we've now uh, had to re-engineer, and I think this is very common globally, is to say, well, you know, newspapers just won, and obviously increasingly less central than it used to be, and it's only one media form. So now, we look at, we, we put digital in much more in the middle of that mix. And, and by digital, what do you mean? Well, any form of digital. So, I mean, I think that's the other issue. I mean, obviously still writing. I, mean, I think we, we still believe writing is a core skill for journalism. And in fact, as somebody who worked in television for many years, television still involves a lot of writing. So, um, so we still put writing core. Uh, but, but yes, they have to think in a more multimedia way. Everyone has to do portfolios that they're producing across various media. But the, we're also trying to teach more of the production practices of digital. I'm just curious, are you having a hard time convincing students that uh, journalism is a viable career for them? Um, no. Um, I, I do think there's a sort of uh, tricky thing here because obviously journalism 
the number of jobs each year in journalism all around the world, every country I ever go to, whether in Africa or elsewhere, the number of people who have the, the job title journalist is reducing. Um, however, the core skills around what we teach, I think, are actually uh, increasing the in demand. The demand for that's growing, and that's because of a sort of whole bunch of related industries, and also because all sorts of other professions now want to be able to be good at communicating, often directly with their own constituencies, audiences, stakeholders. So you've got this growth in journalism, demand for journalism skills and practices, but Yes, a decline in the number of people who call themselves journalists. And we find it with them, um, I mean, you're doing a podcast. So we work with podcasters who don't necessarily call themselves journalists. Uh, they're doing journalism, to my mind. They're certainly using the skills that we teach, but, uh, but they don't call themselves journalists. I've been asking people that I've been interviewing in this podcast series about media trends in Africa. What do you think will be the next big thing next year? Uh, well, one interesting trend, I think, is the globalization of news. So uh, we've had declining newsrooms in many, many countries on the continent. Biggest new investment in news uh, recently on the continent, I would argue, would be BBC opening an absolutely huge newsroom in Nairobi. And I think there's been nothing really like this until you go back a long time to the days of sort of shortwave radio, the way that some of the big... Uh, European or American media outfits competed with local radio stations for audiences, and I think your Voice of America and Be World Service. And we are entering in on the digital space. We are now in that kind of competition or contest, I think. And I think we, yeah, we haven't seen that kind of thing happen for a while, and it's clearly uh, a new trend. That is Indra Dilanaro, director of the Jam Lab in Johannesburg in South Africa. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, please reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Dickens Ulewe.